and welcome to episode 1184 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Friday, June 9th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm exhausted, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Uh, like, I am powered by the swings of Ellie Daily Cruz. Like, that is how I get up in the morning. Uh, That's the only way to do it. Yeah, like, I mean... Because he's already a god <laughs> he's insane like it's just um you and i were just like talking like we're probably not gonna end up with him in any leagues because we don't have the kind of fab that is gonna like i've got one league where i'm going uh maybe um but even there like i'm i can't i can't one i can't afford 300 dollars. i don't think and so Me like either. and i think he's gonna go for 300 dollars in every league which is yeah no, I, I tend to agree there, and I just I'm not gonna have it, and that's okay. You know, I've chosen to be pretty active, week in week out. I, my big bid was um, Taj Bradley. I do need a hitter, but I have 250. I can't spend it all on him, and that wouldn't even do it. I don't even think so. That said, I am in a pretty unique league where nobody has more than 500, so he, uh, Ellie might go a bit cheaper in our league relative to the rest of the universe or somebody's just you know, one of these couple people that have 400 something might just say i'll leave myself with 30 dollars and i'll go for whatever so we'll see how it goes it's going to be crazy obviously he's already making an impact that has people excited that just raises the price don't let ellie de la cruz do anything this weekend or else you just won't be able to see where these prices go mm-hmm. it'll be crazy um, let's talk a couple injuries before we get into the two steps of the week. Let's start with a, a big one, potentially. Uh, Pete Alonso got hit in the wrist. It's going to put him on the IL for a couple weeks. And the headline on Rotowire today, or Roto World says there's a quote unquote real concern about this situation with Alonso. Did you happen to see the hit by pitch? Yeah. And like, it, I mean, it was bad. Like, and, you know, I, I know there was some bad blood there and yeah, yeah division rival. Yeah. And one, well, like he had like, he had like made some sort of like gesture, like a, after hitting like game winning home run, like the night before and stuff and said something. Uh, and so Good like, yeah. And so of course, like the Braves fans were all like cheering when he got hit and it was, That's it was pretty so ugly. Gross. Uh, but you know, you just never, nobody want to see anybody get hurt. Like, like yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, like I understand. Like some of these guys are gonna like throw at people, which I think is stupid. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just never throw at anybody. Like it's just not no, worth that, it. No, that that is the lamest shit ever. And I've yeah. always talked about how I think it's so lame that some of the old school legends are heralded for doing it. Yeah, like I, I think that's the lamest thing about them. Like I love guys like Bob Gibson, but when it comes to like, oh, if he, he got mad at you, he threw a ball at you, and that was so tough. I'm like, you, you guys think that's tough? Yeah. That is the most bitch-made thing ever. Especially so now with like the sucks. universal DH. And yeah. The idea that, like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm, now I'm, you don't even have to get in the box. Yeah. The, the idea like, oh, I got to protect my guys. Like, it doesn't protect anybody. If anything, no. it makes everybody like a, More like on a target. Like, yeah, yep. man, it's just, oh, it's just so dumb. No, you're 100% right. So obviously there's not a two, a whole lot that's actionable here with regards to the uh, Pete Alonso situation. You're not cutting him, of course. He takes one of your limited IL spots, et cetera, et cetera, one of the premier power hitters in the game. But let's talk about quickly about replacing 
Pete Alonso. And let's look at some uh, some first basemen who might be available. How do you feel about Ryan Noda for Oakland? I for knew that's who you're going to go to because he's like he's got prodigious power. Like and yes. so like theoretically it could. Like the problem is he just makes so little contact in the zone. Like it just I know he's been hot, and I think you can ride the hot streak as long as it stays, but it may disappear any minute. Uh, just because he swings and misses so damn much, you know. Uh, he's like a lefty Brent Rooker, and you know Rooker yeah. kept it going for a while. I mean, actually, he's still got a nice line going, and so you just ride it until you can't. If you go with Noda, knowing that like, hey, this might only be a week, and you might have to kind of keep piecing it together to get your um, uh, your Pete Alonso replacement. But I think he's pretty interesting. Um, I think you got to go the power route, right? Like. Yeah, you know, you're not trying to pick up somebody who is more of a pure hitter for this spot because of all the power that you lost. So what about somebody that I know you've loved in the years? Brandon Belt. Uh, <laughs> this is funny because like uh, I put him on the rundown for the FWFD pod because I like I sorted like the leaderboards from like the last 30 days and he was mm -hmm. near the top of the list and stuff. And then, uh, and Dave was all like, why the hell do you have Brandon Belt on here? You know, like, he hasn't been good. I was like, he's been yes, good over the last is. 30 days. And he goes, yeah, but he's been dog shit over the last week um, and dog shit on the whole for the season. And I was like, well, screw it. I'll take him off. Fine. And then he fucking goes out and hits a home run. And so I was like, you know, I got to, like, tweet at Dave and stuff. But I, Yeah, I think what you're learning is never listen to Dave. Yeah, exactly. But Because... Uh, Belt's dominating this year. He has a 136 WRC plus with four homers in 176 plate appearances. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's playing regularly, um, you know, which is a, a bummer for, you know, Danny Jansen when he's when he's back healthy. But uh, he, he's playing pretty much, you know, close to every day. And uh, he's hitting yeah. in a good spot in a one of the probably the most powerful lineup, if not, you know, one of the most powerful lineups in all of baseball. So I think that's um, that's a good guy. Another guy uh, is the guy who's probably the actual replacement on the team, Mark Vientos. Like, yes, there's going to be a lot of leagues where Noda and Belt are already rostered, especially if you True. play in like a 15 team mix. But Vientos is widely available. He's got a lot of power, and this is going to be an opportunity. I think he's going to need to play full time now uh, with Alonzo on the IL. So for those of you in deeper leagues. Vientos is probably a, a good bet to pick up the vast majority of Alonso's playing time. I like that call out for sure. I think he's util only in a lot of formats, but um, you know should get first base here relatively soon. I do like Vientos, so I'm definitely in on that. And again, you're replacing such pure power here. You want to lean that way mm -hmm. uh, with your replacement for Alonso. Jordan Alvarez possibly going to the o uh, IL with an oblique injury. We know how we feel about obliques. Um, no word yet on this one. This one's a little more in the dark. They, Obviously, again. They sounded last night, like in the postgame interviews, they sounded like he had died. Like that's oh, how, no. like, they were all like, well, you know, we're just going to have to make do without them. We don't know, you know, what exactly we're going to do I there. Hate but, obliques, dude. Uh, I mean, four to six weeks is what you can expect at least from an oblique injury and they're one of the most re-injured injuries uh out yeah. there and so i would expect that he's gone for probably at least six weeks if not more uh, which is hard because that's almost half the remaining season 
at this point. Yeah, that that's that's a good bit at this juncture now. I mean, you're obviously holding on to him, even in NFPC where you don't have IL, but... Yeah, you can't get rid of Alvarez. That is a massive, massive blow. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I don't... I, I guess you, you're just looking for whatever power you can get, but it's it's hard. Well, Let's let's go let's go shower over here again, and go back to Oakland and go to the guy I already talked about with Noda, Brent Rooker, because mm-hmm. he is out there in a lot of leagues, still has twelve homers. I mean, um, we play in an OBP head-to-head league where he's available. He has a three sixty-three OBP. Even I'm actually kind of surprised mm-hmm. he's available in that league. What do you think of Rooker? He's actually kind of kind of kept it going a bit. Uh, he was obviously white hot to start the year, but you look at the line; it's still. It's still palatable. Would you pick up Rooker to replace your Alvarez? Um, I mean, I guess you can. And he's hitting like two eighty six in the month of June. But yeah, it was an electric April, like uh, absurd. Came all the way back down to earth in May. So he went twelve forty five OPS to six sixteen, up to eight twenty four so far in June, which is obviously only five games. But you know, it's power. It's still just really bad skills, and so I agree. That's why I never was in on him for the long term. I was telling people pick up the hot streak, but you will end up cutting this guy, and they yeah. all did in May, of course. But now I think you can maybe pick him back up. Um, what about Joey Weimer? I think I would rather have Weimer. Like I know he gives you the power with and, some speed. Yeah, with the speed. Uh, I mean, the hard part it, it kind of really is team dependent, like or what your team needs are because. With Weimer, he's batting ninth a lot of the time. And so, like, if you mm-hmm. need runs scored, you're not really going to get them. You, uh, you know what's really tough with losing Albert? Well, actually, it's not that high this year. I, he usually hits for a good batting average. I mean, mm-hmm. 274 is still pretty good. With a lot of the replacements you're going to get, it's going to be lower than that. In the, this I, day and age, yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought he was hitting his, his normal, like, 280s plus. But um, 274 is still going to be kind of tough to replace. But if you just go the pure fantasy route... What about somebody like fantasy, meaning um, like fantasy juice, like power and speed? What about somebody like Jose Siri, where you punt the average a bit, got 11 homers, six steals? Would you like to replace your Alvarez with Siri at all? I'm surprised he's as widely available as he is in shallower formats. Like, I I know he is an average drain, um, but he's been pretty darn good. Again, the skills suck. But the one skill he's got that all these other guys that we've talked about don't have is Jose Siri plays amazing defense. And She's locked. That defense is going to keep him in the lineup. Uh, and while, yes, the 33% strikeout rate is bad, like, you know, that's kind of just who he is. And, and the Rays have accepted that and said, you know what? You know, yeah, he comes with a 33% strikeout rate but we'll just bury you at the bottom of the lineup let you play great defense and you can hit some dingers and steal some bases and i think and that's he's fine. doing that yeah yeah series pretty intriguing and if you want more of a uh power speed replacement there for your alvarez i think that he's he's somebody to take a look at for sure um and then one other guy who's also going power speed route on a better team plays a bunch of spots would you have interest in shallow leagues and chris taylor with the dodgers um, he's got, uh, just real quick, he's got um, 10, 10 homers, 6 steals. So right there with Siri. I mean, again, it's it's kind of like, can you soak up the batting average drain? That yeah, he's R- be... right down to the same thing there. He's hitting 210. 
Like, yeah, he's got a 35% strikeout rate. Uh, you look at like the underlying skills are atrocious. He's got like you know seventy or seventy three point seven percent zone contact, eighty five percent is like league average. That's uh, so brutal. Like it's like the skills are really really bad, but he is hitting for power. He's playing fairly regularly, and he, the nice thing about uh, Chris Taylor uh, is he plays all over the place, and so he's got multi position eligibility. Uh, which is just really nice, especially if you're dealing with these injuries, and especially if you're in a place like NPC where, like, you don't have the IL spots to reserve guys and get to re- you know backfill those bench spots. So, yeah, Taylor's a guy. Exactly. Like, I've been using in a couple like leagues um, where it's like uh, his average kills me, but like everything else is like good enough where uh, at least I have a guy I can move around my roster. Yeah, I mean, I. I'd probably go Siri ahead of Taylor unless yeah, you need too. that positional flexibility. But, um, you know, he's delivering fantasy heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Interesting week as far as uh, two steps in that a lot of studs going, so not as long of a list of guys that we're even questioning because it's so many set it and forget it types. And obviously I'm not, we're not going to sit here and break down whether or not you're starting uh, Spencer Strider. You are. Now, I did take – <laughs> you should – uh, you you wrote the list for us because you were doing your two step article. I did take Morton off. We don't have a question about Morton at Detroit and home to Colorado, right? No, you it's too. I mean, it's anyway. like that's uh, too good of a two step. I do that's, have concerns with Morton's underlying skills, and like sure. I feel I feel like he is gonna get blown up at some point. But like if like I'd start you versus Detroit and Colorado and Colorado, and, uh, yeah. yeah. So. No, I, it, so that that's a really good one. Okay, cool. So let's get into it then. Let's start with James Paxton. He gets Colorado, uh, the Rockies at home, but then he goes, uh, and then the Yankees come to visit him. Where are you sitting on Paxton right now? He had, he had like one blow up, but he's been pretty good otherwise. Yeah. I, I'm pretty in on him. How are you feeling about Paxton right now, five starts into the year? I think he's a must start. Like I, I, like, I tend I mean, to agree. I, I honestly believe like, you you pretty much start him any time out anyways uh now he gets colorado in fenway you know colorado can't hit on the road uh the yankees are not a scary lineup um especially mm-hmm. without judge so uh i'm totally fine starting uh paxton in, in this two step yeah and he's um he's widely available so while i agree that he's a two start or a a must start Paxton is super gettable in shallower formats. Yeah. So go out there and go get him. Uh, like I said, he had the one dud at the Angels. He maybe should have sat that one out anyway. The Angels are scary as hell. Bounce back with two gems and looks to be set up for a pretty good week here, especially with Judge not in the LA lineup. Tony Gonsolin, I think, is a little bit more on the wire um, as far as like whether or not you're starting. I mean, at least I want to see where you're at with him. White Sox and Giants both at home. I think a double home start. Makes him pretty close to automatic, but let's focus on shallow leagues specifically with him because I think deeper leagues, you don't really have a choice. Um, he has had a little bit of pullback in his numbers recently after running super hot again. His BABIP, everyone's saying, you know, oh, that BABIP's going to co- go up with the with the shift changes and everything. It's down 30 points to 177, yeah. which is crazy. It's not going to hold, um, but he's, he's doing his high wire act again. Are you starting Tony Gonsolin in shallow formats right now? I mean, this is a good enough matchup or a set of matchups where, like, I'm not really afraid of either team. Um, mm-hmm. But I know the regression's coming. We already saw it start 
uh, in Cincinnati versus Ellie De, De La Cruz. Um, yes. And yeah, I know the pain is coming, but like, I think you have to just roll with it until it comes. Like, I think you're, you're going to soak it up either way, but like, this isn't a scary enough two step to go. Uh, oh, you know, I feel like unless you, unless this, you have a really bad gut feeling, I guess, I mean, you can, but I, I'm not the person who rolls with gut feelings. I just, uh, I, you know, I, I roll with the numbers and right now the numbers have been good enough. All right. Fantastic. The numbers have been amazing. Um, and I understand the underlying numbers are extremely scary. Maybe this is a time to try to sell him in a trade league. If, like, yeah. Is, sell Gonsolin. You know, hey, you get him for a two-step, and, you know, he's been amazing. Give me a top 30 hitter or something like that. Uh, and if you can, you know, get that deal done, like, hey, maybe you get out uh, before all the disaster stuff starts happening. But That that could work. I, I do like that avenue for sure. See what's up with Gonsolin if you can afford to trade a pitcher, and it might be worth saying, okay, hey, I'll move on from him right now and uh, get something nice in return, like you're saying. But other than that, I do think you got to start him. What about this guy, dude? I, I think even you might be off the train. And I think once Jason Justin leaves the train on this guy, nobody should have him. But I'll see Lance Lynn at the Dodgers and at Seattle. He's still yeah. showing flashes at times, but just too many bad innings, too many homers. It's bleak right now. Are you standing by your guy, Lance Lynn? I don't. I don't think I'm dropping him necessarily, but I definitely am not starting him. No way at the Dodgers. Like I just don't know how. And I mean, while Seattle has not been good offensively necessarily, like they are much better against righties and lefties. And they're still um, like a capable squad. And yeah, it's still led by Julio Rodriguez, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, second coming of uh, of. Uh, you know, Achilles in, uh, in Jared Kelnick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not starting him for this two step, which makes me want to drop him. And I understand like some of you are going to be playing in leagues where if, if you're not starting him for two step, you're not, you're not holding on to him. I get that. And I, and um, I co-sign that if you do have to cut Lansland, I yeah, understand cutting him. I totally get it. Uh, I still feel like there are enough good skills and Lansland is a really good pitcher. And uh, I, I feel like he's going to turn it around at some point. And so I'm, I'm holding on, but I totally understand. Like, if you're like, I just can't handle this anymore because he's murdered people's pitching. I mean, even in his last start, like it was like, you were like, okay, it, 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 there are times where he looks really good, and then every start you can has, find those elements where that's the Lance Lynn that I know. It's in usually one inning, like it's usually yep. really just one inning. Um, I call it OBI, one bad inning. He's, he suffers from one bad inning syndrome, and that's a lot of the blowups with Lance Lynn. You go through him, and you see that one nightmare inning. It, I mean, he, he reminds me of my freaking softball team like that and we're the we're like our team name is the bad news bears like because like there's always that one inning that just looks like i mean a straight up blooper video like dude it's, just, it's, it's so funny you say that that's where i got the obi thing from i was on yeah. a softball team called obi one bad inning because we always had one that's a great inning. that's a great and we would name. Still win some games. You know, we were a competitive team, but when we were out, you know, when we were losing our games, it was always like the seven-run inning, 
out of nowhere, you know, a couple misplays or something. So yeah, I, I've That's, translated that into pitching as seeing guys in a lot of OBI syndromes out there. Lance Lynn might be chief among them this year. Uh, yeah, so I, I co-sign cuts everywhere, anywhere you want to. I get it. I also understand what you're saying about holding if you can afford it. So I am fence-sitting a little bit because I can see both sides. But for the most part, I am I am okay moving on from Lance Lynn here. Tommy Henry, I think, was he set up for a two-step last week and now he's not getting it? Oh, I know why. Because of the air quality situation. Yeah, he, He's he getting pushed. moved. So now he's setting up for another two-step. Well, you didn't like last week's when it was Detroit and Washington. I doubt you're going to like Philly and Cleveland at home. I know Cleveland's not a bad spot, but if I couldn't get you on Detroit-Washington for Henry, I don't know how you're going to start him at Philly's or at home to Philly. So yeah. Philly-Cleveland, you starting Tommy Henry? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Let's just move on then. Um, Dean Kramer. You, you missed Dean Dunning. Oh, pardon me. Well, because he's an auto start. Uh, actually, not with this matchup. Okay, I love Dane Dunning. And you just said earlier, you know, I, like, I don't do gut moves. Sometimes I do. I will freely admit, like, I look at the stats. I understand they don't follow what I'm wanting to do. And I end up doing the move I want to do. That's me starting Dane Dunning right now. Mm-hmm. I've been starting him pretty much everywhere. And those numbers are not good. He has a 9% strikeout minus walk. It, that is legitimately bad. And an 8% swing strike. He couldn't strike you out. He's got 252 ERA, 110 whip, but a 462 Sierra. And for whatever reason, I just I like this guy, man. Sometimes you got guys that you like, that you believe in, even if their numbers don't fully support it. That said, Angels Toronto, not even I can do that. Now, I don't even think Mrs. Dunning, his mother, could start this because <laughs> that is devastating. Angels, Blue Jays, I can't do it. I... This is where a case I'll make the exception of the I will hold but not start in a two-step because I do like Dane Dunning, 15-teamers, but I can't start it. What say you about the, this Dunning two-step? I'm appalled that you would insinuate that anybody can strike me out, much less Dane Dunning. <laughs> um, so My fault. Corbin yeah. Burns can't get you, dude. I'm a eye-contact kind of guy. Uh, I, Welsh's cutter might get you. Welsh's 80-grade no, cutter. No, I spit on his cutter. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a war at Arizona waiting to happen. Let's go. Uh, he'd make me look silly, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, there's no way I'm starting Dane Dunning. Like, the upside versus downside. Oh, like, we, it's not I'm, even funny. It's just like two. these two offenses are just rock solid. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not messing with either. Just, they could single-handedly put his ERA back to his Sierra. Yeah, they could they add two runs could, to yeah. his ERA, and then he's right back, you know, where he quote unquote belongs. Because his ERAs in twenty one and twenty two are four fifty one and four forty six, and because I play deeper leagues, like there is value there. That's why I'm like, even if Dane Dunning goes back to who he's supposed to be, I, I can still hang on to him in a fifteen teamer. That said, I don't want the punishment that it takes to get his numbers back to a four something ERA because that could be a twelve ERA this week in those two matchups. Um, let me see, we got. We got Dean Kramer next. Does he actually have the same matchups as Henry, or did you just write Philly Cleveland twice on accident? I think I accidentally just wrote. I think you did. So he gets Toronto and at the Cubs for Dean Kramer. He is right handed American League Tommy Henry. 
<laughs> no, that's not, that's a that's a strained uh, uh, comp there. That was, there. That was also saying, mean, yeah. Yeah, a, a, a it was mean, b it's strained. But I'm just saying he's like you know kind of a back end guy. He doesn't have great skills. He has good outings at times, but I, I don't know. I don't think I can get there with Dean Kramer. What 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 do you think about him? Um, I was feeling a lot better about Dean Kramer as of late until that Milwaukee start. Yeah, they brought they, him back to earth. Yeah, they kind of brought him back to earth, like you said. Um, if the Chicago start was at home, I'd be a little bit more intrigued because Chicago's offense has been terrible uh, without Cody Ballinger. Um, yeah. But it's it's on the road, plus you get Toronto at home. I think I'm skipping this one. I think I am too. In pickup leagues uh, of a particular depth, I might take a chance on the Cubs start on the weekend if I'm hail marrying it, like if it's a head to head and I'm just like I need something, because he he's not a terrible pitcher, Dean Kramer, but I wouldn't be seeking this out in any way, shape, or form for either start. Let's go to Aaron Savali. He gets the White Sox and the Giants both at home. Um, Savali's back. Savali's kind of like in that Dane Dunning mold where his skills aren't always great, but I he's somebody I believe in generally, and I always believe in the Cleveland pitchers in general. Um, yeah, 7% swinging strike rate, 10% strikeout minus walk, but a 231 ERA, 107 whip. So he's, he's exactly Dane Dunning right now where his ERA is way, way better than his Sierra. Uh, but do you like him here? White Sox, Giants, Aaron Savali. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, again, like two starts that, uh, you're not really running from necessarily, uh, especially at home, especially yeah. White, you know, Eloy just went down with an injury last night. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> something, White. something we could we could have just recorded a drop for and just was... into the episode. But yeah, God, why didn't you warn me about his health? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I took that fucker everywhere, dude. I, I I love him, and I still, I the process was if he stays healthy, I got a god. The thing of it, it, the counter, of course, that you had was he never stays healthy, you idiot. And I said, well, you know, maybe this is the year that I'm lucky. And guess I mean, what? at least it's this not. time he didn't do it in the field. Like this was true. You know, um, and uh, I could not for the life of me find any like update on his like, you know, they did not say anything about it last night when I was writing the yeah. write up. So J just um, just day to day right now. We'll see if he's in the lineup today with regards to Eloy Jimenez. But uh, we're in on the Savali starts then, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think. I could even get it on board in like a 12 if, if you're mm -hmm. really searching, uh, but 15's for sure. Man, you know, we made jokes in the uh, preseason about this guy, Tyler Anderson going to the Angels, and we always say like, oh, you know, if things get really bad, he can just drive on over to Mark Pryor and get some tips and mm -hmm. get back on track. He might need to make the drive, Justin. What the hell, dude? He didn't just regress to pre-Dodgers, Tyler Anderson. This is a new level of shit. 562 ERA, 160 whip, walking everybody. Where's that coming from? Um, you know, couldn't strike you out. Again, who can? What the hell's going on with Tyler Anderson? And are you starting him uh, at Texas and at KC? Obviously, the answer is no with I, Texas. But what the hell is his deal? I, you know, I, I was a proponent of his because he was going really, really cheaply. I felt like, mm -hmm. like he's not going to forget how to pitch. He forgot how to pitch. He forgot. And we, yeah, we literally said like, okay, he's not going to forget everything he learned. He might not be as good, 
And he did. And again, he reverted back to some level that we've never seen. He's terrible right now, Tyler Anderson is. And I don't get it. Are you holding him anywhere? Is he an AL only hold? I mean, I think he's an AL only hold just because there's so few pitchers in that format that are still alive um, that you probably have to hold is him there. Is he alive? Is Tyler Anderson currently alive? Pitching Man, he is, he is so bad right now. Um yeah, I mean, there's no way you're starting him. Uh, and, you know, to be quite honest, like, I don't see much in the profile that Mm-mm. tells me he's going to turn it around either, though. So, like, I if totally you wanna... understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I totally understand dropping. He's a 160 whip. Like, dude, like, like what? what is this? And the worst part, like I said, that, that 11, 10% walk rate, where's that coming from? The one thing I would have expected was keep the walks in check you know if the strikeouts mm-hmm. evaporated again okay well i'll get a decent whip um if you want to hang your hat on anything if i can give you a little something on him it's that over his last seven starts it's a 478 era and a 421 fit but it's still the same 11 percent walk rate so yeah i'm out on this two-step for sure because it has an at texas and i'm fine cutting him just about everywhere maybe even al only depending on what your wire is offering up i mean every single one of his pitch values is worse this year uh but i mean the biggest like drastic change is his change up that went from a 15.3 pitch value to a negative 3.8 um he is just not getting the movement on his pitches and and not being able to command them and so and people are just like i'm just gonna like i'm gonna wait till you come to the zone because like i don't trust that you have any location there and people are just breaking on him yeah you're gonna float some crap in and i'm just gonna hammer it type Mm -hmm. of deal exactly uh what about zach granke I look at him and I always have a tough time starting him because I don't think the upside's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm doing the SP chart, I'm like, this could be a good start, y'all, but he could drop eight on you. And and that's that's the problem, or even just five. And that's exactly what we're seeing, right? He had a great May, ran ran through six starts, didn't give up more than three in any of them. Well, three earned. He had, he did have four against the White Sox, but only three were earned. And then trip to Miami, gonna keep it going to start June five burger right on your face and four and a third and that's the part that scares me is that when he's off he's really off so zach granke gets cincinnati and the angels at home and now with ellie and the way the reds are going this is a complete stay away for me do you have any interest in zach granke no the only interest i'm in zach granke is he is 68 strikeouts away from three thousand, and like he is carrying a really strong rate this year looking like he's going to get the the 3, yeah, 000. so I'm I, I'm rooting for him to get to three thousand, so he can, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think he cares. Um, no, no, it's more for everyone else. Like but, his yeah. records, he's like, oh, cool. The, I didn't he know. says there's one record he cares about. Uh, what what is it? He he wants to be, I think, the first ten ten pitcher. Ten homers, ten steals. Uh huh. Oh my God! I was just joking. Yeah, no, that's but that's of he, course that's all he cares about. So that's so uh, funny. Oh, because he has nine of each. Yeah, he has nine of each. So oh man, he was probably crushed when the Universal DH came in. Well, he he said he was really upset when he got traded to the American League. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. he was not a fan of of getting pushed back to um, the American. But yeah, League. he 
he, I think that I think he's just hoping that the Royals will let him like DH one game or something like that. Cause... That that would be amazing. But then he got to go bomb pop and get another hit or walk so he can try to steal. Mm-hmm. That's so I think funny. he only signed with the Royals because he knew he wouldn't be good because he might have an opportunity to hit to do some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, because yep. they might let him do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matthew Liebertor. Hey man, where's your spring stuff? What, I thought you were gonna mm-hmm. bring that over here. I was really excited for that. He looks like the exact same guy we saw last year in the majors so far. It's a small sample. And it wasn't just the spring, by the way. He carried it over in the minors. I was really excited about Libertor's call-up. He's been a disappointment through a couple starts right now. He gets the Giants and the Mets both at home. Is that enough to get you on the Libertor train, um, despite the fact that he's disappointed in 15 innings thus far in the majors? Um. Yeah, I think the, the Giants have been so bad against lefties this year that I think I'm rolling with this one and hoping that he shows kind of that stuff that he showed in that first startup uh, and you know prior to that. But he has been pretty rough over his last two outings. So I understand wanting to skip it, but the, like I said, the Giants have been really bad against left-handed pitching, in, uh, and so I think I'm willing to take a gamble on him. Yeah, I can get behind it. I think it's a deeper league only. It's pretty low on my list for 12s um, if you're going to go that route with Libertor. It is still just 15 innings here in the majors. It looks like he's you know maybe trying to find his footing, but so good in the minors, so impressive in spring with the stuff. And the only thing that he's really brought with him is a little bit of a velo boost up 1.2 from last year. So I hope he gets it going. I do like Libertor, but he has disappointed me thus far. Jameson Tyon has really falling off now wrong maybe the wrong day to say that because he is coming off a pretty decent start uh oh wait no 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 he ended up getting hit around more than i thought Mm -hmm. uh yeah so four runs four walks five hits two homers against the angels um i thought he got out before more trouble hit he just it just hasn't really been there with tyone this year 702 era 154 whip is there any world where you're starting him against pitt and baltimore both at home I don't think so, just because he's been so bad. I feel like he's a much better pitcher than this, and you gotta wonder when so he you struggles. Have hope for him in the summer. I mean, I want to. Like, I, I he's been such a good pitcher on a per inning, you know, kind of basis. Uh, it's always been injury, and so it's weird yeah. to see him struggle while he's healthy. So it makes you wonder: is there an injury is that we burnt? don't know about? Yeah. Because like he's a guy who's never been healthy his entire career. Um, and so you got to wonder, like, is there something going on that we just don't know about? Uh, uh, he's one of those guys that I've stashed in a couple leagues and I'm not starting, but um, I totally understand just kind of skipping this altogether, even though Pittsburgh uh, has been like really, really bad at times this year. So, yeah, their offense obviously isn't scary. Baltimore obviously is a good team. But if if Tyon looked a bit better, then mm-hmm. a Pittsburgh-Baltimore is something I would normally do. I am sitting this out. I don't hate the idea of a stash if you're desperate looking for some pitching that could pop in the summer because his skills are not that far off of what he did last year when he was really strong with the Yankees for deeper formats. So I could see a summer surge, but it, it's it's hard to get too excited about uh, Jamison Tyon right now. Mm-hmm. So don't be don't be starting him. Did you see the Ronzi Contreras Oakland start? I'm sorry, it? you mean his Alec Manoa impression? I, <laughs> I did see this. Yes, yes. it was. 
It was so pretty it, gross. It, <laughs> it was it was horrendous, right? Seven earned, six hits, two walks in a third of an inning. If you dig in a bit deeper, you can see that like he he did get kind of he did get kind of unlucky too, right? Mm -hmm. There were some low low value hits there that didn't have good exit velos, um, you know, that wouldn't have been hits more more often than not type of deal. It wasn't just an automatic shellacking because I, I box score scouted. I was like, oh my god, he just got ripped. And then somebody in my comments on the SP chart broke down how it all went and said, you know, I'm not sitting mm -hmm. here saying like this was good, but it wasn't as bad as it looks on paper. And that made sense to me. Um, that is two bad ones in a row now, though. 12 earned in four and a third for Contreras. Does that make you too scared to start him at the Cubs and at Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, Are I'm you holding not... him anywhere. No. Runs no. Contreras. Uh... Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know what his BABIP was in that last start? A thousand? It was a thousand. <laughs> Jesus. Seems <laughs> like it would regress a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it has to regress some, right? Uh, I, I hope. For his sake, I hope. Yeah. Know, that seems tough to go by with a 1,000. Yeah, you know, I liked Ronzi coming into the year. Uh, he and Keller. Uh, and honestly, Oviedo and Ortiz had their own little... Uh, bits mm -hmm. of of preseason hype too so like there were some guys that you could get behind on pittsburgh obviously keller is having the breakout but ronzi not just this start it, it it hasn't really been there and it's the walks of course that's get that are getting him a, a lot but also the fact that he's just not missing as many bats 17 percent yeah. strikeout rate is really weak so i don't see a lot of hope here I tend to agree that I'm not even holding in spots where I'm not using Contreras. Because, like, yeah, like, his walks per nine is, like, it's a, just under four, right? Like, it's it's mm -hmm. it's not great, but it's not, like, atrocious. Like, you're not seeing him, like, walk the entire yard. You'll see him not, like, give up home run, like, a huge amount of home runs. No. He's going to up some, one, one. but not. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fine. The thing with Ronzi Contreras, and you really see it when you watch his starts, is he is just so damn hittable in the zone. Yep. When he is in, like, it reminds me so much of what like was happening with Lucas Giolito last year. Um, Ooh, because that's it's a good way to put it. It's maddening, just like, especially when there's runners on base. Like, it's almost like he checks out, or like I, I don't know if he's just like he's mentally like beating himself up for letting a runner on base, and yeah, um, and he's Lose just like I'm gonna something. I'm gonna throw this in the zone so that way I can get you know the double play or I can or I can get out of this inning quickly. And mm -hmm. it just snowballs on itself. And you almost wonder like if he just needs like a pitching coach to like, cause he's got good stuff generally speaking. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. And so like, you almost wonder if like someone needs to sit him down and like, hey, listen, like trust your stuff. And mm -hmm. like, don't, don't just like give up when you put a runner or two on base just keep because your stuff is too good to keep just like lofting shit in the zone and letting people hit it. Um, that's, that's what completely changed Tristan McKenzie's career was yeah. um, just throwing it in the zone. And he got tips from competitors, uh, Salvi Perez, Miguel Cabrera, two legends, you know, um, obviously Miggy not at the peak of his powers. Salvi's still a damn good hitter. They both told him say, Hey kid, your stuff's crazy, man. But why, why you, messing around so much with not attacking us that's why we were able to beat you like they basically told him how he was beaten trust your stuff and then he took off last year Contreras has good stuff and sometimes these guys nibble too much and it's like 
Just consistently throw it in the zone. Stop getting backed into a corner where you have to come in the zone weak with a pitch. Mm-hmm. Instead, attack early. And this is all easier said than done. I get that. But I do think with Contreras, his stuff is too nasty to be this mediocre. Or bad, yeah. even. He's not even mediocre. He's bad. Yeah. Um, how much would I have to pay you to purposely start Chase Anderson on your team? Now, in fairness, <laughs> he's neither, been fine. Yeah. Like... A, he's been fine. B, neither are in Coors. However, it is trips to Boston and Atlanta. So I ask, how much would I have to pay you to start him on your main event team? There's no way. Like, I mean, and this Even is coming from the guy who bucks. started Julio Tehran this week. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I have pretty low standards, generally speaking, but especially for streaming uh, two-star pitchers. But no, I'm not. I'm not. Fucking, no, a- I'm not. absolutely not. The 208 ERA is, is paired with a 513 FIP. I mean, you can pretty much just like skip over the rest of this list. I'm not starting any of these guys. Like, I just, mm, um, I got one I am starting, and then one I wouldn't want to talk about. So, yeah, we can go pretty quickly through the rest of them here. Reese Olsen's the guy I'm probably starting, though. Um, he came in in a versus Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I think so. I I, I like what mm-hmm. what Reese Olsen's. I mean, it is Atlanta and Minnesota, which is not easy. I, I, mm-hmm. I certainly grant that. He came in as a follower yesterday behind Tyler Holton, threw five innings, one run, three hits, three strikeouts. The three strikeouts coming in a bit light, but that was in Philly. That's a tough matchup. I like Olsen. You weren't so hot on him when we discussed him as a pickup, so I didn't expect you to necessarily like him. I don't I don't think he's quite with all of the elite prospects of, of coming up this year, but I don't think he's like the worst one either. I think he's like the second tier prospects. Uh, with the, with the second group of prospects that have come up this year, he's pretty good. And if he keeps the walks in check, and so far through a couple starts, he has. I mean, yesterday wasn't a start, but it was, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, if he keeps the walks in check, I like him. Atlanta is good, and even Minnesota is. But I like Reese Olsen here. I would start him in 15s. I would consider him in 12s. You know what? I'm I'm going to backtrack and say I completely understand it. Uh, okay, sweet. He's given up a hell of a lot of content. Like that is a concern. He's given up almost Babbitt 92% zone contact, but he's getting a lot of ground balls. He's getting a lot of infield fly balls, which apparently is a skill of his. Yes, and those are like freebies. He has massive infield fly ball rates all throughout the minor leagues. I, I want to um, say it's his changeup for Resource and that generates those because that is his key pitch, so it would make sense that it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He gets guys out in front, I guess, and pop-up city. And those are basically strikeouts. I mean, they're they're free outs when you get pop-ups on the infield. So there is some risk here for sure. Don't get me wrong. But if you're looking for some upside, I do think Reese Olsen has it. And so I would start him here at Atlanta and at Minnesota. Now we can skip Zach Davies, Jake Irvin, Connor Siebel, James Caprillion. You're not going to have any interest in right? Unless you want to change my mind on any of those. No, no. Yeah, none of these guys are good at baseball. And I'm not going <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that I would start this last guy here because like his teammate James Caprillion, Hogan Harris gets versus Tampa Bay versus Philly, which is very difficult, although both are at home. I do just want to point out that Hogan Harris, go look at his game log, okay? Because you would look at the 6.46 ERA and you say, "Oh, well, another shitty Oakland pitcher." However, he got absolutely dumpstered by the Mets in mid mid April for six earned on five walks and a hit in a third of an inning. And since then, 
He has three pretty solid five-inning starts, good for a three ERA with 12 strikeouts in 15 innings and a sub-one whip. So, I mean, that's a little something there for Hogan Harris. Again, with Tampa Bay on the slate, I don't think you can start him. I might pick up and stash him, though, in a deeper format, even if I'm not using him for the two-step. And I will say, depending on where my desperation level is, there are worlds where I would use the two-step because both are at home. So I just want to put some love out there for Hogan Harris. I know some of y'all play even beyond 15-team leagues where you are turning over Oakland Rocks, Colorado Rocks. I think Hogan Harris has a little heat. Am I selling you at all on Hogan Harris? Um, Not really, but here's the thing. Like, and I'm... I'm... I'm trying to look up which day he starts against Tampa. I can tell you that. Uh, it is Tuesday. Okay. So if you are planning on getting drunk on Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> then you can pro- you might be able to get away with it because Philadelphia has not been good against left-handed pitching this year. Um, there you go. And, and they, both are at home. Yeah, and both are at home. Uh, the problem is Tampa Bay has been like the best team in baseball against left Cor- pitching. Correct. Yeah. That's and the scary so, part. I, I don't know, especially you're not going to get a win because that, and your, yeah, your win probability win. is yeah. negative a million. Now he did beat Pittsburgh, so good on him. They they showed out in Pittsburgh. Did they sweep Pittsburgh? Like I can't remember if it, I Pittsburgh think it was. Game? I think um, Pittsburgh got got the last one, but it wasn't it wasn't good. Dropping a series to Oakland. When you're a team that's trying to compete, we were just talking about them on Monday or on Tuesday as being like a like a hot team. Like, oh look, Pittsburgh's getting hot again. They're back, and they they had and, been, and, and they and blew they got it. opened in town, and, and fucking, I don't know what happened. Like you you, uh, you you can't you can't blow that series. Yeah, they were. Oh no, no, they took the first one. Oh, and the, the here's the thing too. They had Keller Contreras. They had to feel like we got game one. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this series, and then they lost the last two. So they didn't get swept, but they did lose the last two. Um, but yeah, so. I'm with you. Like I get you on Harris. Win potential in the toilet. Tampa Bay, terrifying. But both are at home, and I just wanted to highlight that he's been pretty decent since that first outing. It's going to take some time to work that outing off of his bottom line numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if like I said, if um, if you were like a drinker like me and you're all like, people are like, why are you drinking, Justin? Well, it's Tuesday morning. Why wouldn't I be drinking? Then I can I mean, totally understand it, but – Ultimately, uh, no, I, I, I'm Don't not messing do. with Tampa. Like, I just think no, they, I'm, I'm with that. I think, but I, yeah. but I would consider a pickup and a hold maybe. And again, mm-hmm. you're talking 16, 20 team. I know some of y'all freaks are playing 20, 22 team leagues. I respect that. I used to do that shit too. Some but, of you uh, playing 30 team leagues. Yeah. And that might be where you would want to pick up a Hogan Harris. Uh, it is a is niche it, this, recommendation. This is another name that sounds made up. Like, this, 100%. Like, 100%. Hogan Harris right. is definitely a state representative yeah the, yeah the ex- in iowa absolutely like, like there's just no i'd vote for hogan harris hogan yeah. harris i'm voting for i'm not yeah. starting him but i'm voting for hogan harris oh, I, he comes I from a good family i hope to god he's not like a trash bag of a person that's got like awful i know and we're all like, it's just like the biggest piece of shit like <laughs> people are gonna find his sleeper the boss loves him dude oh they, just they, they all su- thinks this guy is amazing and look they what he supported said. his white nationalism what the hell is oh, wrong with that jesus 
We do not support that if he no, comes out yeah, with some very yeah. awful if, if Hogan Harris is an awful person, I'm, I'm retracting everything. We retract yeah. every yeah. positive thing we said. Mm. Um, all right. Well, that, those are the two steps. Again, a little bit of a lighter pool to pick from this week because there are so many studs going out there. Hopefully, you got some of those studs um, so that you can get some nice uh, pitching this week. Speaking of pitching, your pitching is making a rise a little bit in your main event there. You're finally out of the cellar in ERA, huh? Yeah, baby. Uh, I have um, worked my 5.3 ERA down to a 4.6-something ERA. Let's go. Uh, and even with Lance Lynn's, uh bad start, um, I'm, uh, I'm continuing to uh, make progress. So uh, That's huge. If Yeah, if, if I can even just work it down to a 4, um, I, I'm – probably going to win that league or at least compete for it i've got some we really stay competitive yeah, yeah don't don't claim a w yet it's i'm gonna claim a w i am going it's, to win it's six no. nine do not do not uh, say that you're it's definitely such gonna a, win. it's such a tough league like it's, it's it's really really tough um uh but shout out to our boy mike curland i don't know if he's still first overall in the main event but he was this week um and he's uh, second right now yeah, by a, two points. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. Like he's been absolutely killing it. Uh, I wish I had done what he had done instead of doing what I did, which was uh, he he joined an online main event league the weekend of Vegas to try to exploit some of the weaker competition. And I think if I go to Vegas next year, I'll just draft my hotel room. That's actually like really smart. That's, yeah. that's a good idea. I'll do right the there. auctions there because the I, I love the auctions, but mm-hmm. um, I yeah, I mean, the, those those Vegas mains are insanely difficult. You, you just you don't get anything close to an easy room. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't exist. We all talk about how hard our rooms are because every single person is in a tough room. Yeah, I'm looking at his team. Curlin got some nice players here. You know, he's got Acuna. That's always a great. Uh, foundation to have matt chapman josh young said the entertainer obviously he just lost him but uh, jonathan india with 12 steals is pretty nice and that's probably what he expected out of him for the full year because you know we didn't know what to expect out of the the new steals rules and it's turned out to be mm-hmm. wonderful you got gosman lazardo gray justin Steele, yeah darvish yeah this is a nice team i mean He's second in the main for a reason of course but uh, yeah good luck to mike uh what do you got coming up this weekend anything going on uh, I'm going camping, so there is oh, not right. uh, there's not an episode this weekend. However, we will have an extra episode next week with a special guest um, that uh, I'm sure everybody will be excited. Uh, I will keep it a secret. Yep. Um, keep, and, keep it under wraps. Uh, so you will get three episodes during the week next week. So we'll have to come up with a uh, a different topic other than our our standard. Uh, yep monday friday topics but we'll come up with something cool for the guests but uh all right well then enjoy your weekend have some fun in the woods stay safe and we'll talk on monday take it easy